voice in your speakers right now. That's us, Nick and Sean Thomas from the HQ Boys, spreading the good word that is free Palestine and taking the suck out of your Monday with a brand new episode of That Rules, a weekly podcast where Sean and I talk about the things that we think rule. It happens Mondays on twitch.tv slash THQ Boys and gets posted later to YouTube and podcast services. As always, this episode of That Rules is brought to you by Espionage VR. If you want to spruce up your look, uh, wear a really cool Metal Gear shirt. What's the guy from that game called? Solid Snake. You get a shirt with, with Old Snake on it, you go to espionagevr.com, use code HQ15 to get 15% off your order, and look sick as hell. <clears throat> and as always, thank you to Elgato for giving us gear we need to make great stuff for you. This uh, week's creator spotlight mm. for Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month is... We talked about it in the pre-show, I already forgot. Don't admit that we've forgotten. Let's just make it dramatic. I'll do a drum roll. Okay. Yeah, you do a drum roll. What are we going to do? You do a drum roll while while you're thinking about it. It's Mr. Baguette. It's an excellent Ah. banh mi sandwich place in Monterey Park, Sean and I's old stomping grounds. I know. So, dude, we talk about about the time. We moved out of Monterey Park, and that's where all the best food is. Um, Monterey Park is like a crazy, uh, like, concentration of Chinese people, but because of that, there's, like, a lot of different Asian restaurants around there. And um, Mr. Baguette is crazy. It's really cheap, mm-hmm. really good banh mi sandwiches run mm-hmm. by a bunch of Vietnamese ladies. It's heat. Went there. Owie, like, ordered a, a sandwich from there on Postmates, and we just became hooked. And yeah. we ate there, like, probably three times a week. Today, we ordered for the whole house, and it was, like, seven bucks a head. Crazy. It's so good. Um, so if you're in the L.A. area on the east side, check out Mr. Baguette. Because I feel like COVID kind of hit them kind of hard. Like, it seems, like, really dead every time we go in there. And it's a big spot. Yeah. But we love we love the nice ladies, and we love the banh mi sandwiches. So, Go check them out. Um, Nick. Yo. We got a lot of catching up to do for the class. Not not for us. We know. We were both we, there. We know what happened. Uh, this weekend, yeah. we went to Universal. We did. So I have never been ever. Me either. Owie, I think she's feeling a little bit, little bit of emptiness from Disneyland. Mm. She really wanted to go to Universal. So she was talking us up on the pass, and we're like, yo, kind of a crazy deal. It's like 180 bucks for the year or something. And... Uh, we we were able to go this weekend. Give me your thoughts. Thought it was cool. Yeah, thought it was excellent. It's it's a definitely a nice little day trip. Get out of the house, do something different. Um, I think the way that you guys bought the passes makes the most sense. Like going there and paying like fi- maybe fifty dollars to park would be like make it out of the cards yeah. for a lot of people, but like including us as well. Yeah, it's just like ridiculous. But you know, we go. Parking was easy. Walk through City Walk, which was cool, and then you just go enjoy the day at the park. You see a big Bart Simpson, life size Bart Simpson. True. Um, and because of the again the passes you guys bought, we didn't feel like we had to do everything in the day. Yeah, we can go back. Yeah, I think that was the best part. Big Nick hit me up and asked me like how it was, and I was like, it was great. We we got to eat there, and which was like not expensive. It was not like Disney expensive. Yeah. Um, we went on a couple rides and I told him that one of the best things was buying the annual pass because there was no stress. Like yeah. if, if a line was too long, we didn't feel like we had to get the most out of the day. Like right. we just fucking chill. Right. I think top tier attraction there, which I wasn't even excited for was the animal actors. It was mm. probably like the most fun I had all day. Honestly, It was a cool little find. Yeah. Like I didn't know they did that. I, I'm sure I could have thought like, Oh, they probably have some sort of live performance. I wonder what it is. Um, but when we just kind of saw animal actors and they had pictures of like birds or whatever, I was like, okay, I'll watch the bird do the backflip or whatever he's going to do. Yeah. And yeah, it was cool. We, um, 
we kind of we kind of stumbled upon it or walked by it a couple times when it wasn't quite showtime yet but then one of the times it was going to be like 15 minutes till showtime yeah and it was perfect yeah Allie was like super gung-ho and going to it and what's <laughs> funny when she went to disney tokyo there was like some performance of aladdin that she really wanted to watch and she was telling me about it and i was like i in my mind i don't understand like going to a theme park and then like seeing a performance like i want to spend my time on the rides but it's really good to just take a fucking break, especially if we were walking around all day. You know? mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> I also think that the really cool thing about Universal is all the different IP. Like you There's got, a lot. You got Harry. You got Homer. Mm-hmm. You got the guy in the Transformers, which is basically just Gundam. The guy's foreshadowing. 100% going to be a Gundam episode coming up <laughs> as soon as Nick and I get our hand on, on some Gundams. Yeah. Um, that was really cool. Oh, let me suggest something to everybody. Don't buy the big Simpsons donut. It's it was not a good purchase. It was made a funny tweet, but like it was nine dollars for this big fucking donut, and like the frosting was like too crazy. The donut was good. I wish I had tried it. I just my stomach was kind of turned upside down from the Harry Potter ride. <laughs> Let's talk it, about the Harry Potter ride. Okay, it's like a horror game. <laughs> so it, we went we went on what's that one called? We went on Flight of the Hippogriff, but that's the little roller coaster outside thing. Yeah. What's the inside one called? It's like the for, Forbidden Journey or yeah, something. Yeah, Forbidden Journey. Yeah. Do you think the cooler part was the line or the ride? Because the, the line's given the ride a run for its money because you get to walk through Hogwarts. And if you were a kid in the early 2000s, yeah, that's a dream come true. Yeah. You know, I hadn't really thought about it when you, when you asked that, but or before you asked that, but... I think I think that the ride is still cooler because I don't know, dude. Here's the thing about the ride. Here's what we didn't talk about. There's a lot of scale issues happening with the ride. Okay. Like, why is Harry Potter like an eight-foot-tall giant? Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, I guess we didn't talk about that. Like, that's a little weird. Yeah, it's because it's on a TV. I know, but they could scale it. Like, But then would it feel... Would it feel more real? They must have done the science behind this, right? I don't know, dude. All I'm saying is there was a couple of times he showed up. Harry was the scariest thing on the whole ride. I thought it was sick when he was like, hey, man, where you been? It's like, dude, oh, where but, have I been? But dude? when he flies in all fucking big as shit, holy <laughs> God, dude. Um, but I think that the ride is probably cooler. But I, I don't know. Dude. If you don't know what this ride is, yeah, you're basically sitting in these. It's a three seat bench thing. Yeah. And uh, they call it a virtual ride. A lot of the rides at Universal, I found out because I'm a, a little scaredy cat. So I was looking up all the rides before we went on them to see like what they, how scary they were and if they go upside down and shit. And they, they're basically all these virtual rides, which you're sitting in this chair and you go through a thing and you're kind of pressed up against this like vision encompassing screen field of field of view encompassing screen. So it feels like you're really there. Mm without having to wear like VR glasses and there, you know, there's real props. There's some stuff that you can really look at. That's not on a screen, uh, but there's like kind of wind on your face or whatever. And you're getting flung around all crazy. And you know, it, it kind of felt like we were flying. Yeah. There was dude. One at one point, they like almost fly you into the side of the building. Yeah, and I was like, dude, can you not? Yeah, I was clenched in my seat. My my legs were up because your legs are dangling, which is a, a horror That's, aspect. The, of I think the, I think the worst thing about the ride was the was the like portal scene 
that's like transporting you to Hogwarts or whatever. Okay. That was like weird because the first time it happened, I was like, what is this supposed to be? Right. And then they do it again on the way out. And they bookend like, it. And you're like, like, oh, we no, were we were transporting. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Walking through, like seeing Sorting Hat and seeing all the moving picture frames is like pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, and they're talking to you and stuff. But it here's cool. the thing. Yeah. Moving picture frames, like not as Pog in 2021. As no. No, because when they, you know, when they made Harry Potter... And they put the moving pictures in the newspaper. Yeah. Now we just got Twitter, which is the newspaper. And, and, and there's can, videos on Twitter. You can buy picture fr- digital picture frames. Yes, you can. And, you know, my my dad had one when I was a kid. So I was always like, wow. this is kind of Harry Potter-y. That's Potter. But it, <laughs> he, the one he had had to plug into the wall. Uh, so that was always a little uh, like breaking the, the illusion. Because I was like, if I look behind this, I'm going to see it's plugged in. And then it becomes less like yeah. a surprise. Did you ever think about Harry Poggers? Oh wow! No, not until now. <laughs> yeah. That's that rules. Uh, you know what? You know what? I I realized that was kind of kind of a bummer, and but it's just a a reality in in this COVID infected world. What's that? A lot of a, a lot of a thing that happens at these parks are live performances that are just happening out in the main areas. Yeah. And I could tell on some of the buildings. So when you're walking through Universal, it's still very like <clears throat> trying to showcase like old movie scenes and stuff because yeah. they haven't like totally upgraded to kids having grown up on like new m- movies. Like there's not a Shrek zone. There's yeah. like a little Shrek thing. They but got Donkey. They did have Donkey. But <clears throat> there there are areas where it's very clear <clears throat> that some like uh, like a parlor shop quartet would mm. be s- standing and singing and yeah. like some sort of maybe street juggler thing but the issue there is a crowd is going to form and then no one's doing the six feet rule so i could tell there were some like stages like impromptu stages and i was like looking i was like this doesn't feel as lively which maybe is the capacity thing but i also think it's the lack of the sort of spur of the moment this is happening let's go see what's happening Mm. um and you know hopefully we can get back to that but it was still cool to be able to see the live performance of the animals Mm. that was nice you know i've been thinking a lot lately about is like is how like because of COVID, there's all these like kind of half measures you have to do. Like, <clears throat> like you can go to the movies, but you got to wear a mask and whatever. And like you can go to the park, the theme park, but they only do like half what they used to do. And one of the things that we've had to give up is being able to walk around with like a drink or something. Yeah, you know, because we got all, in trouble because they had all these like designated eating and drinking mm-hmm. areas. And I, I don't know, like. It's crazy is, you know, we really, we're living to quote the guy at Universal, the over the, over the speaker guy, we're in unprecedented times, you know, <laughs> they kept saying like, that. like, it's really crazy to think about when, when are they going to do away with that rule? Because it makes perfect sense. Like you don't want people walking around willy nilly, no mask on. Cause that's a slippery slope. But one of the best things is like, it would have been great to like be able to walk around with the Harry Potter butter beer. Sure. Yeah. Like, we had to go like tank the whole butter beer. <laughs> yeah. Before we could walk around again. But but to your earlier point, it, it is nice to like be out of the house and do something semi-resembling real life. It was cool. It was you exhausting. Know? Yeah. Fucking worn out. Like it was crazy. Dude, Owie slept like the whole day. Wow. She was just like completely tanked. Yeah. But yeah, it was um, it was very, very cool. Yeah. And the nice thing about the, about the passes, there was a lot we didn't do. We didn't do the mummy ride. We didn't do Transformers. We didn't do Jurassic World. That was closed anyway. We didn't do um, studio tour. Studio tour, yeah, which so, was my dad's you know, recommendation, but we'll get to it. And what's nice, all that shit's in the same area. 
Yeah, we, we don't even have to go upstairs. It. Yeah, um, but no, overall, I think it was really cool. I'm I've never been like a big theme park guy. I just like didn't grow up with theme parks in my life. And I'm scared um, of roller coasters, dude. See, I I thought I was scared of roller coasters, roller roller coasters. I can't speak anymore. Completely yeah, ruined. My tongue is yeah. destroyed. I thought I was gonna be scared of roller coasters, and then I went to Disney with with Devin, and I was like a sicko. So. That's something I was saying about. So I was, I, like I said, I was looking up all the roller coasters. I was like, okay, is the Harry Potter ride scary? And I read some blog review. Then the guy was like, it's made for kids. And I was like, fuck yeah. <laughs> like yeah. that is my ride. Yeah. And then I was looking up, I was looking up uh, the mummy. Yeah. And it was like, it was like this shit is fucking indoors in the dark. If you can handle the rock and roller coaster at Disney World, which is indoors in the dark. You can handle this, and this one doesn't go upside down. And I was like, I did that one twice, and I'm chilling. Okay. And now here's the other thing. As I was doing the research and, like, really thinking, like, am I going to go and go on this ride that I'm scared of? Am I just scared of it because I've always been scared of it, and now I'm fine? And I think maybe. That is maybe true. I think I'm still scared of Transformers because I haven't looked it up yet. But once I was, like, reading about them, I felt a little less scared. I think if I were to go to Six Flags and see, like, the Superman or, like, some fucked up, like you're in the thing sideways and your feet are hanging and it does like a million corkscrews. I think that one I'm still not going to be chill with. And I did a roller coaster at um someplace in Connecticut where it goes down and like loop-de-loop corkscrew up and then you do the whole thing backwards. See, backwards I don't fuck with. I don't at, at that at that point you're like you're just doing it and I got convinced into doing this and it sucked and I hated it and I did it. And now I'm like, okay, I know that sucked. Yeah. Could I do it again? Because I've already done it. It's like Tony Hawk said. Once someone did the 900, mm-hmm. everyone's like, okay, it's possible. And then mm-hmm. this like 14-year-old kid did the 900 and whatever. He's also smaller, so the aerodynamics work a little differently. But I've done the scariest roller coaster. Yeah. So could I do it again? Maybe. I don't want to. But could I do lesser ones and be not as wigged out? Yeah. Maybe. And so I'm looking forward to doing The Mummy, honestly, because I liked the rock and roller coaster. See, but you said The Mummy was like a little scary, and I was like, I don't know. You would be totally fine. But but I, I'm more scared of like the jump scares of The Mummy, you know? Interesting. That like, Yeah, you are. Yeah. Like, Here's dude, the thing. The, I also don't like jump scares, but I also don't like... I don't know. I just get. I just don't want to fall out of the seat. Nah, dude. The roller coasters are like totally fine to me. I don't know why, but like the Harry Potter thing, when the Dementor was like getting a little close to me, I was like, dude, please don't. <laughs> and when the, and, and when the dragon was getting a little close to me, shooting fire, and my legs got warm, I was like, can you not? Dude, my legs got warm yeah. when he breathed on him. Yeah, was- I think I think you would do the mummy fine. I don't know, dude. You said it was like kind of scary, and I no, was like, it's fine. It's in. The, you can't see anything. But that's the scary part, dude. Then they're going to put a mummy right here. I don't think it's going to get that close. I don't know, dude. The Dementor got pretty close. And the and the fucking Whomping Willow or Weeping Willow, whatever that yeah, is. Yeah, Whomping Willow. Yeah, scary. The tree scared you? Yeah. Huh. Everything scares me, bro. <laughs> um, okay. But yeah, I don't know. Something about some of the roller coasters. I came out here when we first moved out here. I went to Knott's Berry Farm. And that motherfucker, dude, they got this crazy one where they strap you in and you're all dangling. No, and I can't. No fucking dude, way. That one was totally fine. I don't no. know what it is. I think you can handle it. You're like, you're 27 now, bro. I yeah, think you can handle I it. I made it this far without it. I don't need it. I think you can handle it. No, do you want to be dangling? You're not scared at all of falling out. No malfunctions. It doesn't worry you at all. No, I mean, dude, we do scarier shit every day getting in the car. 
That's what they want you to think. That uh, that thing is a do, death trap. Do you think? Do you think if people? It doesn't have airbags, and you can fall. I'm not in the car a hundred feet in the air. But dude, like how I'm not many? Feet in the air. How many people have died from roller coasters? It's because more people are driving. That's how the stat works. Okay, but I'm just saying in general. <laughs> like, like you know the stat that's like most accidents happen near your house? Yeah, bitch, that's where you are most of the time. How? You're many? always going back to your house and leaving from your house, so most accidents are going to happen where you are most of the time. How many people died from roller coasters? It can't be even that many, bro. Approximately four deaths annually in the United States are And I could be one of them. Coasters. I could be one of them. Dude. I'm just saying it's more dangerous to be strapped in with one seatbelt 100 feet in the air on a thing whipping around at 70 miles an hour upside down than it is to be in a car with airbags going like 30 miles an hour down my neighborhood. That, I think, is totally reasonable. Dude, in recent years, from 1995— That's not recent. I know. There have been eight (laughs) high-profile U.S. amusement park deaths. High-profile. Dude. They're not talking about the ones we don't know about. (laughs) Dude, the likelihood of dying on a roller coaster is one. That in, would be a dream come true. I just don't want to get hurt. Dude, one in 750 million. That's because there's less. Nick, here's the thing. Here, here's, 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 here's how I'll convince you. All these places are for-profit organizations. If they were actually dangerous and people were getting hurt and dying, they wouldn't do it. Okay, then here's my How new reason. Money? What? The Harry Potter thing made my stomach hurt, and, and and these rides are way crazier. The Harry Potter one sucked, dude. I'm just going to say it. <laughs> I thought it was cool. It was way better than the Hippogriff one. I was really looking forward to that. Oh, oh, oh. Sorry. I meant the Hippogriff one sucked. That one yeah, was Yeah, it was like, too short. That was a little loop-de-loop. Yeah, was it was like, too short. It was over before I knew it started. Yeah. Here's another thing about the, about the fuck COVID shit. My, my glasses and mask <laughs> combo, I almost lost my glasses on the Hippogriff ride. <laughs> you know, I'm trying to go like 800 miles an hour. Why don't you take your glasses off? Because you want to see. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I want to. Because otherwise, I may as well shut my fucking eyes, dude. <laughs> anyway, we gotta get you. Anyway, you get you like goggles. Anyway, Universal's pog. I do need goggles. Poggles. <laughs> Prescription anyway. goggles. Universal's great. You know, maybe when the world opens up, we can organize an HQ meetup there. It was cool, and we can all go. Ride you know, it was nice. What? I, I didn't really think I was going to want to buy anything mm. because I'm not like the world's number one universal fan. Yeah. But if I went to Nintendo World, I would be. Which, by the way, they're doing it universal. Right. But I was I was happy that I wasn't uh, faced with, holy shit, I need to own this thing. And it's like $100. Mm. For two reasons. One, nothing there was terribly expensive. And I can't afford it if I wanted it. <laughs> well, and nothing was terribly good either. Yeah. Um. Do you think you would ever go to City Walk again? To get to Universal, sure. Now, here's the thing about City Walk. Like I was telling you, I haven't told them yet because we're live now for the first time since doing it. But yeah. people, having lived in LA for the past couple of years, have told me what City Walk is about it. They go there. There's a movie theater there. So people are like going to that movie theater. Um, have you ever been to that movie theater? No. I haven't either because it's like far from us. Um, but I've been interested because it was on movie pass or amc pass oh, or whatever true. um wow, i thought it was i thought it was gonna i thought city walk was gonna be way sicker and then we got there and it's all stuff we have access to yeah not at city walk uh, i just didn't ben know that not ben and jerry's i would go there for ben and jerry's and there's a couple things but i thought it was i thought it had some like exclusives yeah. but it was kind of just like a cartoon mall because everything was bigger and yeah. like 
you know, and here's the thing. We kind of just walked through there. Maybe off in some of the branches, there are like, uh, there's a nice restaurant there that we could go Jurassic to. Jurassic Park Cafe. The Jurassic Park Cafe is maybe cool. But we're walking through and it's like Sephora, Lids, yeah. Hot Topic. And I was like, yeah. I could go to those, not at City Walk. Yeah. Maybe they've got better stuff because it's City Walk. I don't know. And maybe. It's a little far from us. Maybe it, it is a little far. It, it wouldn't make sense to go to City Walk. Without at least popping in a Universal for something, probably. Unless yeah. I was really craving, like, live Ben & Jerry's. Um, I'll tell you what. City Walk has nothing on downtown Disney. I would like to go there. Have you ever been? To the one in Florida, yes. Mm. The one here is great. That's Actually, that's where I went on my first date with Owie. Very cool. Yeah. Do you not have to pay? No. Because it's just like City Walk. That is making so much more sense in my brain for a thing I'll tell you about later. But... Mm. Um, city walk it's like cool and you know if you need to get out of the house you want to go walk around for a bit like you were saying when we were there cool spot you go get dinner you get yeah. Ben and Jerry's can't say it enough they're opening some like chocolate emporium there and that's cool the manga store kind of whack they had like two copies of Berserk volume three and I've already owned that I already own that one Um, but yeah it was just kind of like glorified outdoor mall-y thing which yeah. I thought there was going to be a little more unique Stuff. It's also like a lot smaller than I thought it would be. It is smaller. And another, like, I wonder if our perception is a little weird because it, the, for all intents and purposes, the place was barren. Yeah. I like, because of COVID and whatever, and I appreciate that. I'm glad it wasn't packed. It would yeah. have been a nightmare. Maybe we would have turned around if there was like, you couldn't walk through the people. Yeah. But it, nothing really felt very lively. It almost felt like we were in like after hours, like yeah. you're not, we're not supposed to be here walking dead extras yeah type stuff true. that's true but it was cool dude you know a guy i work with yeah is a walking dead extra really yeah did he perform at the e3 that we went to no he was in the show okay like close up a guy like kills him on camera wow pretty crazy yeah that's cool <sighs> other catching up to do okay this is technically my that rules too <laughs> do you guys remember a couple weeks ago i don't know if this episode is posted yet. I've been having some issues with the computer here. So some episodes are not uploaded, but we were talking about mix CDs. We were talking about playlists. Yeah. Finally, I, I pulled the trigger. I think I talked about wanting to switch from Apple music to Spotify. Finally did it the other night. I got fucking annoyed. I couldn't listen to music on my computer. Um, and, and it actually happened because I tried to use the website for Apple music to pull up some, the new Nicki Minaj song. The, I haven't listened to any of that yet. Oh, dude, the song with Drake and Lil Wayne's pretty good. But I was trying to pull it up. I saw people tweeting about it. I was like, cool, I'll go to the service that I pay for. Couldn't. It was fucking garbage. I was furious, and I just snap bought this transfer thing. And uh, I this is a little dramatic, but I feel like I'm actually liking music again, like legitimately, right. because for so long, I really think it started kind of once quarantine hit, and I got a lot of theories about quarantine and K-pop. But <laughs> can't dude, wait to hear them, dude. Basically, like like a whole like generation group. I don't know like the right word for this, but a whole lot of people got really into K-pop because of the quarantine and TikTok and things like that. Uh, and I know this because I've seen a lot of TikToks about it. Okay. Um, if it's on TikTok, it's true. True, but dude, I'm still tasting. It. Or before the show, I ate some Birdie Bots beans that we got at Universal. I'm still like. He, he tried the vomit and the, well, he tried all of them, which I think is commendable, but unfortunately, vomit, rotten egg, dirt flavor. Dude, the rotten egg one was so fucking bad. Yeah. Anyway, ever since the quarantine started and I stopped leaving my house, 
and I really stopped using my phone for anything, like short of like texting people. I just haven't like, when I was listening to music, it was when I was driving somewhere, mm -hmm. you know? And at home on the computer, because Apple Music sucks on the PC, and I'm only, I haven't used my Mac really in like years. My Mac is now like my work computer. It's really weird how that happened. Um, I just haven't done like music at all, really, mm -hmm. short of what if like you show me something or Zach shows me something or the K-pop shit because it's like all on my YouTube feed. When I open up my YouTube, it's either like a fucking Digital Foundry video or like three K-pop songs or an Afro video. So like I've just had no like drive to like discover music. Chip, like my favorite fucking rapper, released a song. A diss track to Stormzy, I didn't find out about it for three months because I'm just like not clicked in anymore. Yeah. And part of that is because listening to music on my computer was just fucking miserable. And I was only doing it through YouTube and I was mm -hmm. basically only listening to the fucking lo-fi girl. Yeah. And um, so I finally made the switch to like be more active. And the first thing I did was make two playlists and then Spotify started to give me a bunch of cool options. And I feel like every day, like I wake up every day excited to like use the app. And part of that is like, shiny nickel syndrome like it's a new thing mm -hmm. and part of it is like it's actually just like kind of a joy to use everywhere on my computer on my phone on you know in my fucking car getting playlists from people i'm like excited i'm like i hit up uh hejin who we talked about last week and i was like hey do you have a k-pop playlist i'll actually show you she was like uh yeah i have two and she sent me um in my from from in my from friends folder on my spotify i've got soju shorty soundtrack and this is 16 hours of K-pop songs. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Soju Shorty soundtrack. This is this is like R&B hip hop. Okay, K-pop. Okay. And then this one that's in Korean, I can't read it. Yeah. This is her K-pop playlist. Okay. And like it's just so cool. This yeah. is I mean obviously you can do that on Apple. Yeah. Is this a scary bug? Yeah. This is a scary bug. Yeah. No, but it's on the ground now. We have really terrible um, landlords. Can you kill it? Uh, I just went behind. Unlucky. Excellent. Um, obviously, you could do that on Spotify, but it is not, or on Apple Music, but it is not like a main feature of that platform. Like Spotify's whole shit since day one has been playlists, and I feel like they just make it so good. Like. On Apple, you can't do collaborative playlists. You can just like send a playlist to somebody. But okay. like you and I, even back in fucking 2013, were sharing and like making playlists together. I know that because I, because let me tell you, sorry, 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 I was listening to Drake. Um, logging into Spotify on in 2021 was just a time capsule to 2013. It was mm -hmm. fucking crazy. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's just like a joy. Like some of the best parts of music is like sharing it with people Yeah. and being able, I mean, granted getting the playlists from Hejin that are like going to take me a fucking year to get through a little crazy. I've got, I've got something in store for you guys a little more, a little more manageable playlist yeah. size. Um, but it's just, I just am like so excited to listen to music. Even if it's music I've heard a million times, mm -hmm. I'm just excited to do it more. Um, and so that's been kind of nice. Something that I realized cause Fitz explained it to me Well, he explained his experience. One of the reasons that I was using Apple Music for so long was because they gave us such a, they gave us like a, I think when I was working Apple, they gave it to us for free for six months 
And then they gave us like a discount on it or something, a student discount. So I was kind of just locked in there. And I was like, they had exclusives. They had fucking Drake and Travis Scott. Now they got nothing and they know it because they don't need it. They've got like the, their two big things are like human curated lists that are like not very good. And then the Beats One Radio, which I never used anyway, you know? Yeah. So I'm, I'm definitely, I'm definitely gassed. There's a couple things about the Spotify app on PC that I wish they would change a little bit. Like it's still great and so much better than whatever the fucking Apple thing is. But there's a really cool feature where if you full screen Spotify, it'll basically do like a big splash art of the band or whatever. That's cool. Yeah. But I want to do that, but maybe not full screen. You know, remember how, how old iTunes had the mini player? Mm-hmm. Give me that, but for the for the splash, mm-hmm. you know, like I don't cool. need to see my whole fucking queue. Yeah. But it'd be nice if I could look up and see like fucking YG in this like big picture, you know? Sure. Um, but yeah. that's, that's getting kind of nitpicky. At least the app plays music. Right. You know, unlike <laughs> iTunes. Um, I, my student, I, so I finally and unfortunately, lost access to my student email from college and i've been out of college for eight don't tell me that when did i graduate 2016 how many years has it been 2016 that's five years five years where did i get eight from i don't know anyway i think you were were thinking of high school because you graduated in 2012 i was thinking of something and i'm like now I'm the closest I've been to leaving. And mm. plus being on my PC more. iTunes is bad. iTunes is so Wanting bad. Spotify. And you want to know what sucks? Fitz brought up because he uses his Mac more. It's not good on the Mac either. It's just bad. iTunes it's, is bad it's, it's a little bit of a mess. Uh, a couple questions. Yeah. I'm trying to remember one of them, but one question I have. You know how I know that you've spent a lot of time uh, talking about transferring the playlist that you had. Mm. Does it transfer your library of like albums? Yeah. It yeah. transfers everything. Yeah, it transfers everything. Oh, okay. It's not just the playlist part no. that you got. Okay, okay. No, the playlists were just the messiest thing for me personally. Got it, got it, got um, it. But you can just transfer your library. Yeah. Like and it just adds everything. Everything. That's cool. Earth Crisis, Despised Icon. Yeah, really everything. You know, like um, Graves. Man, I wish I could remember my other question. Can you actually, this is something I wanted to look at earlier. Yeah. Go just like play a song. You don't have to actually play it. Okay. What song are you going to play? You could just go to like your, you're currently playing. Go to, yeah, go there. Okay. I just want to see what the, what they look like next to each other. For our audio listeners, Nick wants to compare the UI. I'm sure this is great for you audio listeners, but I'm just looking. Okay. Yeah, because I, I was looking at yours earlier. I was like, "Man, that looks really good." And I was like, "I should look and see how it looks," but they kind of look the same, honestly. So I was just well, it's because Apple copied. Because remember, it Apple used it used to not be like this. Yeah, yeah, it yeah, used yeah. to be all white or whatever. Yeah, I feel like it's really noticeable. I and I feel like Spotify legitimately does a better job of albums with like colors, like because that one we just pulled up was gray. Yeah. Um. I, I mean, of course, now I'm having okay, like no. I, I see what's going on. You know, like I think that. I it's, think it's they cool do gradient. the gradient like much better. Yeah. Um, and cannot stress this enough. The fact that you can control the music from anywhere, from any device and transfer it is like, how does Apple not do that? You guys own everything, the hardware and the software and Spotify doesn't, and they do it better than you. Anyway, you reminded me about something. So another thing you said that Spotify is better audio quality. Yeah. Did you see the news? Yeah. That Apple's putting out a hi-fi thing, but so is Spotify. Oh, so it's not Apple catching up to Spotify. They're both going turbo. Yeah. 
Uh, I didn't know. Yeah. I just saw Alex Tumay, mm-hmm. audio engineer for like okay. everything, every Young Thug song, every fucking rapper you like, is like, hey, this sucks because we are not getting paid to mix stuff to Atmos levels. Yeah. And it would cost so much more money for us to be able to do that and fit our studios with that. So I don't think anyone thought about engineers here and every engineer better start charging more if you have to do that shit. I think that's maybe kind of a straw man argument though, because the argument is that the songs that are like not talking about the quality of the mix, it's that he mixes it to a level and then it gets fucking destroyed to MP3 to the bitrate available. I think the idea is that they're extracting more from the mix that exists. You know, mm-hmm. granted, there are there's a lot going on with like flack and whatever, but it's not. This is kind of like when the PS5 came out. Everyone's like, devs are gonna have to work so much harder to make different mm-hmm. SKUs. Like, I don't think it's that. Mm-hmm. I and I think that maybe there's probably some marketing lingo at work with Apple being like, it's gonna be X Y Z. But like, the argument is that you could go listen to fucking Digits by Young Thug, and it will sound different on Spotify than it would sound on Apple Hi-Fi. Like, mm. I think that's kind of what they're going for. Got it. But who knows? He's that's his fucking job. But I'll, I can tell you that I don't think I don't think anybody's. I definitely don't know. Don't I'm not an expert on that. Um, well, that's cool. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm kind of thinking about it, but we'll see. Well, let me let me make my pitch. I got two big pitches for you. Okay. One, I have that. I have the subscription paid for for that service for the month that we already used for Fitz last night. So you can get in there. Two. You do get a month free of Spotify, so you could just sign up and try it. Do I get a month free? I've already had an account. Um, I don't know. I don't think I got billed for it, but I could find out. Um, three, you would start listening on your PC immediately. Four, we could do the dual plan. Now, the dual plan is POG for two reasons. One, it turns it into like a $650, or $650 a month thing instead of 10 and we get the duo mix playlist, which it auto generates from our most played music. So if you're listening to, to some J Cole, I can listen to it. And if I'm listening to a lot of Itzy, you can listen to it. Yeah. Pretty bomb. And the I'm trying to think of the playlist that is K pop songs and then like some weird like DIY punk band <laughs> thing. Yeah, it's like those back to back. It's pretty popular. That would be messy. It's designed for couples. So but here's the thing. Maybe maybe if we could maybe if we could publish this mix every week. It's that rules playlist. Wow. Easy. So, so yeah, two, 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 two final things for me on this subject, yeah. unless I think of more. Uh, one, remind me to tell you about listening to music in the car. And first I'll say, everyone fucking uses Spotify. Everybody uses and it. And when I'm like talking to, you know, talking to dudes I was in band with back home and I want to show them music that I think they would like, I've got to like go, I'm, I could just send them the link from Apple Music. Yeah. But that's kind of a dickhead thing to do if I really want them to listen to it. And I just don't know that they're going to look at that and then type it into Spotify. Like maybe they will. And if they do, I appreciate them for it. But I wouldn't expect them to because that's like a whole extra step. So I'm going into the Spotify app. I've got it anyway. And I got to like find the album, copy it instead of just going from where I'm already at. And I'm just doing that for them. But if I was using Spotify, then everyone. And as a musician everyone's on Spotify. Maybe if I was a little more in tune to how Spotify worked, maybe if I like knew what playlists were popping and like just naturally had that info going on passively in front of me instead of like, if I want to release something, have to go like do a bunch of research, which I would probably do anyway, but I don't know being in tune with the, with the platform that is maybe going to make me money. Yeah. Probably wouldn't hurt. 
Yeah, and dude, to your point, like literally everybody uses Spotify, bro. Kiyun was like using Spotify on yeah. the stream the other day. Literally fucking everybody uses it. It's like yeah. and everybody shares music that way. Like yeah. I like nobody I felt like for the longest time using Apple Music, I was kind of like a snob about it because I was like, oh, I got I got views early, bitch. But <laughs> but in so many ways, after that like short exclusive period, we were basically was what? views. It was exclusive. That was that was Apple after Apple Music had come out? Yes. Apple oh, Music wow. Because I bought views on iTunes. I remember. But anyway. <laughs> um, Apple Music, I've basically, after that exclusive period, I've basically felt like a second-rate citizen for so long. Do you remember when we would watch Chilled Cow and it would always advertise their playlist on, on Spotify, Spotify only? And then when it came to Apple Music, Apple Music is search ability is abysmal yeah i remember looking up chilled cow and because apple music doesn't have like a verified like creator ability like spotify does i would get like a million different people's personal chilled cow playlists yep. instead of the official one mm -hmm. and if you go on fucking spotify you just look up lo-fi girl or chilled cow yep. and there's the picture of the girl with the fucking check mark and i was yep. like awesome that's the one it's like it's so fucking stupid mm -hmm. like it was it was a thing where when i did it the other night i was like I'm going to just do, I'm going to trial period, whatever. I already paid for Apple Music. I'm going to see if I like it. I'll, I'll just fucking see. And within like a couple hours, I was like, no, this is it. I'm ditching it like 100%. It's cool um, that you just like snap, pulled the trigger on it. It's because I was just annoyed. This is yeah. number one. This is, you know, I read this marketing book forever ago because my fucking classes. And the easiest way for your product to become irreplaceable is to solve a problem. Like yeah. Netflix. Nobody wanted to go return fucking discs at Blockbuster. Yeah. So they could do it over the mail. I was just so fucking tired of not being able to play music on my computer that I was like, fine, I'm just going to use Spotify. And it worked immediately. Yeah. So I would suggest doing that. Just just see. The other yeah. thing, too, you don't have to pay for Spotify to transfer all your stuff because Spotify has a free option, which Apple doesn't. The uh -huh. other thing about Spotify, there is no – because Apple is so, like, walled garden shit, there is no – like Apple Music API to be able to manage your playlist. So what happened with me on Spotify, like I said, I had a million playlists. They're all fucking garbage. I transferred over a bunch from Apple. They're all fucking garbage. In the app that I paid for, you can just go through, click a bunch, and then delete them. You can't That's do cool. that. You can't do that natively in either app, but at least with this thing I paid for, I could do it on Spotify. Oh, yeah. So that it is was, cool. It was, it's been a really good experience. So I would say, you know, give it a shot. And now... Now is the time to do it because you don't have to pay that four fifty for the app since I already paid it and we found out we can scam it. Anybody True. out there thinking about making a switch, you hit me up. Sean's the plug for the, got the Spotify switcher. Okay, remember how I had two things? Yeah, I've got music in the car. Yes, but I've got one more. Okay, but I'll do music in the car first. Do the other one because you're gonna forget it. No, no, no. Okay, okay. Just remind me to, to say Spotify. Okay, got it. That's the hint. Got it. Uh, I agree with you that I've also in quarantine lost music. Because it was my car thing. We talked about this and, a bit. Because I did it on the walks. walking episode, yeah. yeah. Um, so I, I totally feel that. And maybe it would also solve my issue because I did download iTunes to fix that problem. But iTunes isn't really doing a great job yeah. of fixing that problem. But anyway, here's the final point, I think. Yeah. Spotify. We've got a podcast. We've got two. You know Cyberbones? We've actually got a lot of podcasts. <laughs> you know Sp uh, Cyberbones listen to, so listens to us on Spotify. And everyone could exclusively, if you want to pick up that rules and the HQ cast, you, you for a low, low price dude, dude. of like 
I don't know. I, don't know, I need like a thousand dollars. Like four bucks an episode. I don't yeah. give a shit. So what did really annoy me about Spotify at first? And let me see if it's fixed now. Are you gonna listen to podcasts on Spotify? No. Oh, uh oh. Well, don't. Maybe should we talk about this later? I just asked them, like Spotify, if they want us to be exclusive. But you're gonna shit on it. They're That's a really listening. good. Point. They're not. But That's I don't know. A, they're not listening. <laughs> okay. The only reason that I'm not yeah. really is because I'm like too stuck in my ways. I love that they are separate in the podcast app. And that's just like a habit thing. Like a, am just so if I'm, if I want to listen to a podcast, I'm just going to hit the podcast app. Yeah. I think this UI sucks. Yeah. I think, I think a lot of it is bad and it's messy. Yeah. It's really bad. But it's just ever since they switched to the big fucking things. Yeah. It's like but, not good. Dude. And like, and it, it's actually really easy because I do have some podcasts on here. Yeah. Um, this is much better. This this UI, you know, and yeah. there's like a new episodes thing, which just will play all my fucking things. But uh, maybe I can make the switch. But I, in my mind, I kind of like that they're separate. I don't know. Understandable. But anyway, what was really bugging me day one when I hit my homepage because it had no data about me yet because mm-hmm. I hadn't listened in years. It was really trying to get me to watch the Joe Rogan experience, and I was uh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. "I was like, dude, if this is a feature of this thing, I'm pissed." But now, because I've used it, it's really good. It says "Good evening." It has my K-pop playlist. It's got my secret redacted playlist for for an episode of that rules. It's got a playlist on a collab oh, I'm working oh. on with Owie. Yeah, it's got popular with listeners of the besties. So I've listened to this Griffin McElroy podcast, and it's like, oh, maybe you'll like his other podcasts or other things like that. Oh. Made for me, my Discover Weekly podcast or playlist all my daily mixes a daily mix six of them i think of three hours of music that i probably haven't heard of a daily like it's insane uh thankfully dude more like vondi come on bro it's really good and thankfully they completely removed joe rogan from the algorithm right right. once they knew so like i said i'm i'm just i'm really high on it right now like i have zero buyer's remorse and that doesn't happen to me very often. I buy stuff and immediately regret spending my money. Yeah. Now I'm I'm thrilled. Well, that's cool. So, you know. Happy for you. Give it a whirl because then we can be Spotify bros. If, if you look if you look closely. If you look closely. I, I thought this was actually really funny. Hello, where's my goddamn playlist? I got the playlist tag. Under the write a record thing. Yeah. Scroll all the way down. And it's like all me putting stuff and then it's you putting dents on here. Yeah, Dense is extremely a Spotify song to me because it was one of the last things I listened to on Spotify. Mm. Like I remember switching and that was like my one of my last Spotify songs. I think the other thing too is Spotify is better for people internationally. Like Aoi has a bunch of Japanese music that you can only use on Spotify. Mm. Other thing that Spotify has that's really cool is a group listening session, which like I don't know when I would do that or whatever, but it's kind of cool. What is that? So basically like, I, okay, let's say like we were both playing league and we wanted to like listen to the same music. We could listen together in this group session. Hmm. So if you're like, oh, did you hear that line? Like we were both heard at the same mm-hmm. time. Pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Just the fact that they're, even if there's features that I don't use, the fact that they exist is cool. For you know? sure. So that that was not supposed to be a topic. But, but it was. I, I think it was kind of a topic. We take those. You want to do like um, a little... Like, I'm going to say something, and you're definitely going to want to talk about it topic. Sure. <laughs> sure. So you you did an incredibly kind thing, which was share your favorite video game with me. Mm. And you, you got me a copy of the Mass Effect Legendary Edition. Yeah. And I'm having a blast. Let's and go. Typically, I'm 
I get like anxious about big games. Yeah. And like I got to make choices because I can't make choices in real life. Yeah, the game's all choices. But I'm really just like, I think I'm a little frustrated with TFT right now. Mm. And I'm pretty frustrated with my life. Yeah. So it's nice to go to space. This is what Billy's been saying. You just need a nice game. And this has become that. It's like I I basically I got to the Citadel. I mean, every everywhere I've gone, I've I've done my I, and I do this in these games, which is maybe why I get so burnt out on them, but I have to explore every nook and cranny, mm-hmm. talk to every person, read every I'm reading every log in my journal and my codex. Yeah. I'm like I fucking got the lore down so far. This is exactly what I did when I played it. But it really is nice to just like let myself go in this world and and I, I'm just I'm like really trying to be mindful of not getting uh overwhelmed. Yeah. And I haven't yet. And I, I feel like excited yeah. to go and right now I'm about to leave the Citadel for the first nice. time and I can go do one of three missions, it seems mm-hmm. like. Um but I'm just excited to see like how it opens up, where it brings me. I totally I, I totally get how people can get hooked into this and I'm like still pretty early on. So I'm really yeah. excited to see where it goes. And I actually I had to delete this tweet because I tweeted it from the wrong account. Damn. But I'm gonna retweet it from my thing. Mm. Not like a retweet, but I'll, I will make the tweet again. Mm-hmm. The music is like, holy it's, moly! Yeah, it's so good. I'm sitting there and I'm like, dude, I don't even, I don't even want to leave the start screen because I'm just like vibing with this music right now. Dude, so many things to say. First thing, um, I think the reason that you're probably maybe I'll eat my words on this, but I think the reason you're not gonna get burnt out is because the game. Every part of it is good. It's not like do the same thing over and over and over and over again. Yeah, and like if it if it is, there's at least like valuable, interesting conversations. Like yeah. like when you go to the codex, you're rewarded with information that you didn't just hear somebody say. Yeah, you know, like right, right, right. It's legit. It's additive, mm-hmm. and uh, there are no like stupid like maybe there are. I'm being a little romantic. There's not like Ubisoft level like fetch quests and like bullshit. Like every side quest feels like a main story quest. And, and it feels like you're making decisions that matter. Yeah. Which is like kind of the sell of the whole series, you know? Um, it is legitimately, like, if you are interested in Mass Effect ever, there is no reason to ever play the original trilogy ever again. They made it, like, perfect. Something that I've noticed, okay, there's a couple weird things. They changed the lighting from one to to remastered mm. which was really important because a lot of the times they'd be like people like weird underwit and like are you afraid of the dark shadows the way the lighting affected captain anderson's face in the first game it doesn't look like that in the second or third thankfully mm. but he kind of looks like a burn victim they like it's a little weird they did some weird stuff to him but wait until if you think the game is good now wait until the game is fun to play yeah because like there there are some like shooting rifles in this game is not good it feels really weird and floaty um, some of the movement is like eh, not great, like taking covers a little weird. Mass Effect 2, it's like a fucking perfect game. It mm. is so good. I'm excited. And the music, dude. What's your favorite? Oh, you you haven't even heard the best song. I'm not gonna tell you what it is. Okay. But the best song happens as soon as you get back on the Normandy. Oh, cool. It is like okay. It is so good. Something that uh, okay. Who in your in your short time with the yeah. game? Who is your favorite character so far? Rex. Yeah. He's, He's so idiot. good. And and so this is something I'm a little worried about is and I was having a little bit of this issue with Dragon Quest 11. Mm-hmm. I like hate having to pick my party mm-hmm. cuz I just feel bad. I just want everyone to be involved. Why can't the devs just write four characters mm-hmm. and they're all in my group? I don't we don't 
But Don't the is make me choose. By the way, in every game, the crew just gets bigger and bigger. Yikes. See, I'm I'm worried about that because I'm sitting there and I'm like, cool, I just met Rex. Let's add him to the party. And I'm like, sorry, Caden. Yeah. Oops. Like, yeah. I got to hang out with Rex for a bit. And then Gareth shows up and I'm like, sorry, Ashley. Like, I got to, I just met this guy. It's just because I just met him. Like, I just knew I'm just going to hang out with him. And then I meet uh, Tali and I'm like, okay, which which one of you is out? Because it's not Rex. Because <laughs> I like Rex too much. And I know Garrus, you spend the least amount of time with us. But right now, I got to just hang out until I see what her vibes are. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I'll, I'll do that with everyone. And Billy brought up a good point. Like, before I go on a mission, really try to figure out who's going to be the best team for that. Because mm-hmm. they all level up at all the same time. Like, yeah. even when they're on a ship. Which, yeah. I like that. That you can just, like, so tag good. someone in and they're not behind by yeah. any means. Um, yeah. And and it, it was cool. Like, I got in the, in the elevator with Rex and Tali mm. and they're chatting about something. Mm. And I was like, oh fuck. Like if I did this with two different people, there's a different conversation. And then I'm like, I'm going to turn the fucking game off because I need to know every possible yeah. combo. But I, I just know that that's not possible. So like whatever, and I'll deal with it. I'll just like force myself through it. But, but it is, it is cool that the game can be so unique to every player. Mm. And you know, I'm excited that I'm going to be able to report to you like, oh, Rex said this quip to so and so, and you're like, "Oh shit, my team is Garrus and whoever." Yeah. So I didn't hear that, but that's like a cool thing, and yeah. I hope everyone out there tells me every possible combo of conversation that can happen from your game. So one, so two, I have two thoughts. When I was playing last night, I was really worried when I picked this game up again. So when it came out, sorry, before the game was even announced, before Mass Effect Remastered was a thing. How long have I been talking about it? We've been friends for like fucking 15 years. Like it's all I ever fucking talk about. Yeah. And I used to watch you play Mass Effect in Dennis at your parents' house. Did you come with me to Mashby when I got the game at midnight? Probably. Probably. Yeah. No, it's it's been a long standing thing in your life for sure. So long. And it's one of these things where like, I've got so many thoughts. First of all, I've wanted this thing to exist forever. And then when it got announced, I was like, oh, my God. And I was still a little scared because of Andromeda being such a bungle. Um, but when right before the game came out, I like wasn't very excited about it. I don't know if I was like really into Apex or whatever, but I was like, I don't know if I'm feeling ready to like sit down and play this game. And as soon as I played it, I was like, no, this is like amazing. It was like a, just a complete return to form and something that i've thought about a lot with mass effect is i was starting to get kind of nervous about the decision tree and like things i had to do and how that affects it and whatever but i'm not really like that in real life like in real life i'm like yeah fuck it, i'll just do this thing i'll move across the country <laughs> because it's kind of the only option um and it's it is kind of the same thing in mass effect but i started to think about started to get you know, kind of wax poetic about damn you know, if I choose to do this thing, I'm cutting off these other options from my life. If I if I get the job at Team Liquid, I can't take the job at Dignitas, you know, like, mm-hmm. and I'll never know what that looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was just doing a lot of like, what's that? What's that? Um, Analysis Reddit, No, oh. Reddit r slash IRL where they're like, the graphics outside are crazy. I was oh, kind of yeah. doing that with Mass yeah, Factories. Yeah. Um, the other thing is that I had taken some time off, obviously, from Mass Effect to play Yakuza. Like, Yakuza was coming real close to knocking Mass Effect out of, like, my favorite series of all time. It's Mass Effect. Like, it's for sure fucking Mass Effect. That's cool. Um, there are just... The thing that I'm loving the most is Mass Effect, I've won. I've obviously played the least recently. 
and it basically feels like a new game to me. Like, of course, I remember the big beats, and I remember some stories, but it is fucking crazy to me that the game looks as good as it does. It obviously doesn't look like fucking cyberpunk or anything, but it, the fact that I that it looks like how I remember it, you know, and it's fun to play. Except for the shooting, the shooting is really bad in one, and I'm glad it's not that very good. I'm glad that they like retuned it a little bit, but it's still not very good. Mm-hmm. And I was wondering, have you ever like done? You ever like watched a show or played a game, and you're like, "This is bad," but I don't even know what they could do to make it better. When I saw footage of Mass Effect Two, I was like, "Right, that's what they could do to make it mm-hmm. better." It's like, way better. The it's shooting, so much better. Oh, cool. Mass Effect Two is like a literal perfect game. Okay. Um, I am blown away by the amount of people who have never played Mass Effect. And I'm so happy to see so many people like falling in love with it because it, it's like it's not a hidden gem, but I think what happened with it is Mass Effect 1 was an Xbox exclusive and the shooting was like, kind of weird and like Halo had already been out, so people were like, why are we going to play this shit game? This other space game. And yeah. Mass Effect 2 was perfect, but it was 2. It was a sequel. You know? Which, so weird barrier to entry for some people. Right. And granted, they, they fixed that with a lot of different like DLCs and whatever, but Mass Effect 2 has like the actual best DLC like ever made, I think. And I understand. And then Mass Effect 3, the, the ending got like blown way out of proportion and people were like all mad about it. I hate everybody who makes a big deal about that. I wish everyone would just shut the fuck up and play the games because it feels like it like I understand being I understand that you feel like you were sold a dream that doesn't come true. Do you know like what all the drama was? No, I don't want to know. Okay. Basically, everybody is making a big fucking deal about it because the whole point of the game is not to beat the game. The whole fucking point of the game is to like play the game. How are you still moving? Sorry, everybody. There is a... fucking cockroach in our studio because this building is shit. Um, but I killed it. The point of the game is the journey. It's 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 literally all the friends you make along the way, yeah. you know? And to anybody who's like, well, the fucking ending, it, it's like it's like saying that like because you didn't like the ending of Game of Thrones, that Game of Thrones is a bad show. Like, please, dude. No. Please shut the fuck up. Yeah. Um I wish there's two things I realized. One, I'm really sad. Something that like dawned on me and it was like, I don't even know how to put it, but it like really, I'm so fucking happy that I get to play my favorite game again, but I'm so sad that I'm not playing it for the first time. And I've, you know, people will say like, oh, I wish I could forget The Last of Us and play it again. But it was so weird to go back to like, what is this perfect little time capsule and be like, even though I forgot most of it, it's like, I know. I know the big beats, you know? Yeah. Uh, and so th- that's really cool for you that you get to just. I don't know anything about it. You don't know anything about it. And you, and dude, just the influx of shit you get, you get to meet the Krogans. You get to, did you have the conversation with Rex about the genophage? It happens. I think it happens on the Normandy. You're about to have it. Your bird found some crazy shit about the Krogans. You get to meet the fucking Turians. I'm meeting everyone. I'm reading the whole thing. I'm, I'm seeing how everyone interacts. I'm like picking up on all the little nuances of this intergalactic multi-speciesal thing. Dude, how crazy is the fucking, or the Quarians and the Geth story? Just like at a 30,000 foot oh, view. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. I mean, the, the whole thing is nuts. Um, 
and and something that I really like is is that there isn't a time limit on answering the questions. I was like, oh man, am I going to be sitting here like because there is a game. It might have been Ghost. I don't know. There was some game where you have to like answer shit. Yeah. But you have like five seconds to make it like feel like a combo or just like force you into doing something. But I'm sitting there and I'm like, I, it's nice that I can just take my time with it. And I, you know, I was running around the Citadel exploring every nook and cranny, no rush. I know the guys were like, get up to the tower and get to the meeting. And I'm like, I will yeah. later. I need to map this place out in my brain right now. Yeah. And it's just like, it. it is nice that I can just take it at my own pace. I took like a 20 minute break. The first time you're allowed to access the codex, mm -hmm. I just did that for like 20 minutes. I just read everything. And every time I get a new entry, I'm just reading it. And it's nice that I, I can just do it at my own, my own kind of, my own way. Yeah. And just, you know, I, I want maximum lore because mm. the guns kind of suck. And so it's nice yeah. that I can do a bunch of the game that isn't guns. Yeah. And I'm padding it with this lore stuff. And you know I love lore. I've talked about it a million times. There's this really cool feature of the game that I feel like no other game does, especially now. Where when you're having a conversation with somebody, your your decision tree will pop up and you can choose the thing and it won't cut the person off. So yes, like, I love that. Like it, it's so cool. It's so cool. I think where the game actually suffers is when you do take a long time to answer, because there is if you just choose the answer right away, the animation is seamless. Like it looks like a real conversation, but if you wait, the character hits this like relaxed position and then you hit it and they like and they snap. Do, yeah, I've noticed thing. it. Um, I mean, look, it's a game from 2007. Yeah, it's like, going to have some 2007 stuff. It's going to do a little bit of wonk. Yeah. But, like, I just can't – I I cannot imagine my life without Mass Effect. And I'm not even – there are some, like, real fucking sickos out there with this game. But it is just – it's not It's not perfect. There's a lot of, there's a lot of weird shit in it. But it is so amazing, and it's amazing. I feel like no one's talking about this. It's not based off a book. It's not based off a board game. It's totally like original. The people at Bioware were just like, they just went galaxy brain, literally, and yeah. made this fucking game. Yeah. Now, they were hot off the heels of making KOTOR. So, like, there was definitely some... They made that? Yeah. Oh. So there was definitely some Star influence. Wars influence. But Understandable. Like, Everything's influenced by Star Wars at this point. But, like, can you believe, like, the, like okay, think about, like, critically acclaimed games, right? Fallout. Made by Bethesda, not even their IP. You know? Fucking Skyrim. Okay, fine. You guys get that. The Witcher, based off a book. Cyberpunk, based off a fucking board game. Like, huh? There's other stuff I can't think of right now. The Avengers, based off comic books. Yeah. What are other games? I can name some. Well, Batman. That's a comic book. Yeah. I was... I, thing I originally thought about was Assassin's Creed, but I think that's an original game idea. But it's kind of based off history. It is based off history. You know? Yeah. And even Star Wars. Need for Speed. Wasn't Star Wars based off like the Holocaust vaguely? It has some influence from that. You know? The fucking... Yeah, it's... Listen, it's original and it's good. It's, they nailed it. It is so... Like, I feel like they don't get enough credit for that. Like... That it's... Yeah. Like, like the mass... So I haven't played through them, obviously, but yeah. I've heard you talk about them. So you're blue in the face over yeah. the past 15 years. Yeah. And the IP itself can stand on its own against the heavyweights of IPs. Dude, it sounds I, like. like I if, literally think Mass Effect is better than Star Wars. For right. Like, like a million reasons. Like it, it, it can stand up against movie series. It can stand up against book series, TV shows, comic books. Like Mass Effect deserves a seat at the table among some of, the, some of the greatest IPs, it sounds like. Dude, I will never forget. My favorite thing about Mass Effect 
it has actually nothing to do with the game. I'll never forget. I've definitely told the story of when I went to the Louis Vuitton store with Nate Nate Shot and John Robinson. And I knocked over champagne bottles. Very embarrassing. But at some point in the car ride, I started talking to John Robinson about what he had done for work before 100 Thieves. And he used to work at EA. He was part of the team that brought uh, the dice. No. He, He bought dice, which brought the Frostbite engine into EA, which is like monumental for them, even though that engine fucking sucks and he and i i was like oh do you like mass effect and he's like i love mass effect dude mass effect 2 is my shit blah blah, blah. and me and him were going back and forth talking about Turians and the gath and quarians and i thought nature i was gonna crash the car from going blind because he was like rolling his eyes and we're like you guys are just on lore mode yeah we're just going fucking nerd shit. yeah and he's like guys please shut the fuck up and and i was like what were you playing he's like i played like skyrim i guess like i was playing call of duty and i was like I get it. Now, I didn't have Xbox Live, so I was never playing Call of Duty. Yeah. You know, hey, Dad, you know that you stopped me from being an esports legend? Yeah. Maybe if I had maybe if I had one crumb of Xbox Live. <laughs> they gave us a free trial, bro. No, it's fine. It's not your fault. You and Nate shot on the same team. Maybe. Maybe. Shurn shot. Okay. Nate shot, Shurn shot. Shurn fire. Um, but, wow. Uh, that's my favorite thing because, like, when you meet somebody that likes Mass Effect, you're basically Disney adults about it, you know? Yeah. You're, you're just going fucking weeb mode. Now, yeah. my friend Gabby from TL, mm-hmm. she's telling me, she she messaged me, she's like, oh, I'm playing Mass Effect the first time, I love it. Her boyfriend is like a big fan and he bought it for her. And she told me that the Citadel is the worst part and I was like, you're fucking wrong. The Citadel is one of the best parts of it. I wonder how I'll feel when I leave. I've only been here, basically. But I think she was on the Citadel and bored, which oh. like, how? How could you be bored on this? There was a lot to do. I actually just remembered that I want to not leave the Citadel yet because I'm doing kind of a collectible mission. Right, right. And I want to stay and finish it. Yeah, dude. Mass Effect is so good. I want to go home and play it right now. We can. Dude. And so that's it. I'm like every time I've put it down, I've wondered like, is this going to be the last time I put it down? Like, am I going to pick it up again? You know, this past week. I mean, just every time I stop playing it, yeah. I'm like, am I going to play it again? Mm. And I like, it is, it is still enthralling. Um, for me personally, my, I, in Mass Effect 1, I honestly think the combat is so miserable and everything is bad that you should just take whoever you want to hear the opinions of on a mission. Uh, because very interestingly, so you said you have three missions to do. The game, it's kind of a pick your own adventure in a way because you can basically, out of the two that I know are available, you can like either go get a new party member or go do a quest, and you can do that in either order. I'm not doing that one first. You're not getting a new party member. Not yet. I, I know what two you're talking about. I Out of the three, I know what two you're saying, mm-hmm. and I'm not doing that one first. Why? Because I want to do this one first. Okay. This one it deals with saving innocent people. That one deals with exploring a lead on something. But I, I personally, based on the conversation... Yeah, because he asked Anderson was like, what are you going to go do? And I was like, it sounds like these people are fucking in need of help. And I was well, two things. One, as you know, the in-game clock is not real. Yeah. And two. So I was going to say Billy did that first. I did this first. And when you go do this, if if she's not in your party, they're like, she should be in your party. Mm. So you never know. So like, but that's that's your own adventure. Like, yeah, if that's how you were going to do it in real life, you would miss out on that part of. Yeah. Or not miss out. 
you would have a different story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that's the fucking crazy thing. Yeah. Is like there is just such a inf- little infinite changes. shit in yeah. the game. Um something else I was gonna say, but I forget. But anyway. Do you plan right now? Oh, I was in my party. Go ahead. Do you plan on playing all three of them? If I if I have the stamina, yes. Okay. Um, I see a world where I just get like sucked in and want to go right into the next one. And I think because Mass Effect 2 is so good that I might just go sicko mode. The thing I was going to say about the party, I'm choosing who has the best story. So, for instance, I left for that mission and it was just going to be Garrus and Rex because I was like, they're going to have the coolest shit to say. And Rex stops you and is like, you should bring her because it's kind of her story in a way. And I was like, Okay, fine. Then you got to go. I have to bring her then, I guess. Interesting. And in one, you can really take those liberties because the combat sucks. In two and three, I basically ran, I think, Rex and Liara or some someone plus Liara the whole time because the biotic combos in two and three are like cracked. And it's like really worthwhile to 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 actually optimize towards the combat in this game, the combat is, I cannot stress, like just do the best story thing. Like Billy was like, oh, I really can't wait to get up to Citadel. I'm like ready to shoot my gun. I'm like, don't rush. <laughs> yeah, no, don't rush it, dude. Um, but there's just so that is, has been my biggest bummer that you were talking about. It's like, I just want to hear everybody say something. Um, but that's why they built this game that is just perfect and infinite. You know? You can just you replay it with different characters every time, or replay whatever. with different characters. Replay be a bad guy. Yeah, be a bad guy. Now I don't. I just play the game the same way. And when I was a kid, I would just YouTube everything because because mm. I'm not gonna play the whole fucking game for 25 hours to get back to this point mm. to see how this would have gone. Mm-hmm. So I'm just googling like, what if you do the bad thing here and then watching the cutscene. <sighs> it's just so good, dude. It's cool. I just love it so much. I'm glad. Did it? It didn't come out on the Switch, right? That's good. It shouldn't go there. I don't think it did, but did it? I don't think it did. I think it was just PS4 and Xbox. Okay. And PC. Um, if you haven't played it, if you're like even kind of fucking remotely on the fence, buy the game. It's worth it. To get these three games for $60 is insane. Yeah. And I think people would write it off like, oh, they're old games. If I told you they were new games, you would believe me, except for the first one, maybe. But like, this, this. But that's only in it, how it controls, like the right. the, the quality of, it, of the game yeah. in terms of the story, the way it looks, the music, the how you feel when you play it. Yeah, it's worth the thir- twenty dollars. Yeah, I can't believe that that like the writing holds up. You know, sometimes some of the ways that Shepard like delivers lines, I'm like, oh, it's kind of bad. Sounds like a weird anime dub. Yeah. But like the story is just insane. Yeah. Like it's so good. It's so great. If you're even remotely on the fence, buy it. EA, my bank account's open. Yeah. EA, give us codes to give away to people. That'd be cool. Brian, you could talk to somebody. He could. But he won't. No. He, he just dicked care. me around by getting the code. Brian, by the way, anybody who's ever talked shit to me about this game, Brian, I'm looking at you. Play the game, bitch. <laughs> Brian told me that Mass Effect is one of the most overrated pieces of media in like the last decade or something. He is insane. Now I'm going blind like Nate shot. Dude. What the fuck? What a take. I haven't even played it and I don't even think that's accurate. What a take, dude. That's ridiculous. Anyway, that was this week's episode. It was honestly kind of a secret. I got two topics this week. Yeah. Um, well, everybody, that was that was that rules. If you like what we're doing here and you want to support us, 
you can go follow us, subscribe on YouTube. You can come here, give us your Twitch Prime. Jeff Bezos doesn't need it. We kind of need it. We don't like really need it, but we could use it at least. I would love it. You know, yeah. we, could, we could at least we could get some like cockroach killer. Yeah, we need that. And if you're in the eastern part of Los Angeles, go to Mr. Baguette, get a bomb me sandwich, give the ladies a tip. They're super nice. You won't don't go to Burger King. You know, don't go to Wendy's. Get a bomb me sandwich. It's way better. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. Peace. Peace. Peace.